Welcome to CII Radio. I'm Luke Holloway, editor of The Journal. In this episode, I'll be talking to Godwin Sossi and Ian Simons. After the murder of George Floyd by a police officer in Minneapolis last May, protests against police brutality and systemic racism and in support of the Black Lives Matter movement spread across the US and then the world to more than 2,000 cities and towns in more than 60 countries, including the UK. In this episode of the podcast, we're talking about what the insurance profession is doing to improve equality, diversity and inclusion a year after the event. We're joined by Godwin Sossi, co-founder of the African-Caribbean Insurance Network, and Ian Simons, customer director at the CII. To find out more about this podcast and for useful links, go to thejournal.cii.co.uk forward slash podcasts. And here's our conversation with Godwin and Ian. Hi, Godwin, and hello, Ian, and thank you so much for joining us on CII Radio today. Hi there, Luke. How are you doing? Thanks for having us. Excellent. Very pleased to have you with us today. Godwin, if we could perhaps start with you, could you begin by giving us some background as to the work of the African Caribbean Insurance Network? Yeah, sure, Luke. So, you know, um, as, as you mentioned earlier on, you know, the ACIN, short for the African Caribbean Insurance Network, um, was founded on the 7th of March 2019. The idea for the ACIN came around, you know, myself and the other co-founder, Junior Gaba, you know, our own personal challenges um, and, you know, looking at the landscape within insurance and the lack of diversity within the industry, we wanted to kind of change that narrative. So, you know, rather than, you know, complaining about what's been an issue for so many years, we thought we'll bring a, a solution to the ongoing problem in the industry. So if we fast forward or if you look back, actually, sorry, Luke, to when we first started out, you know, as interns in the industry, a lot of people in similar positions, just like ourselves, come in and they don't see a wider representation of themselves at an entry level, or even it gets worse as you get up the ladder and you look more senior. So there are a lot of challenges that these, you know, candidates and candidates like ourselves when we came in had to grapple with of, is this an industry that is reflective of, you know, who I am as an individual and my my upbringings and my backgrounds? Um, and, you know, how far can I actually get in this industry if, they had, if, if I can't see a representation of myself at the top? So th- those were some of the challenges that myself and, and, and Julia both endured. But, you know, nevertheless, we were very, very, um, interested in the um, prospects of becoming an un- underwriters one day within the lawyers of London market. Um, so decided to stick our fast water today. We are both fully qualified underwriters within the industry. Um, and we believe that we can be those role models to people that look just like us trying to come in and help them to believe to say, you know, we can also achieve it. But um, to give you a quick um, high level overview of the core objectives of the ACIN, we specialize heavily in, you know, graduate recruitment, internships and work experience. We believe in, you know, working to attract the talent of the future. You know, we know that the insurance industry is struggling with an age of population, you know, coupled with a lack of ethnic minority talent. So, you know, we want to be able to attract diverse talent into the industry and um, through our graduate schemes and internships and work experience. We also host networking and events, which is also a key part of what we do that helps to kind of solidify the inclusion within the industry. Um, and then last but not least, as I mentioned, networking and events is also a key thing of um, what we do as well. Absolutely. Um, Godwin, you mentioned there that it's obviously something you've been aware of since you entered the insurance profession at a kind of junior level. Um, how long has the ACIN actually been formed? 
Um, so the ACIN has been formed for, I'll say now two years, just over two years. 7th of March 2019 is when we first launched and we've been yeah. going on you know, since then. That's officially been formed, I'd say back end of 2018 is maybe when we started doing a bit of the, um, the groundwork, hosting informal events at, um, you know, what used to be Corny and Borough under the Willis building, where we invited like-minded professionals just like ourselves to kind of come and, and just literally have a networking session. And, you know, we saw demand from there. We had over 50 professionals, you know, that was spread by word of mouth. And you know, since then, it's just been an upward trajectory. Absolutely. So perhaps what happened with George Floyd 12 months ago might not be something that we link directly to the insurance profession in the UK, for instance. But I mean, do you feel that has been a catalyst to push forward action around racial equality in society? And and has that in turn impacted on the insurance sector, do you think, in the last year? Most certainly, um, Luke, I would say it has definitely. I think if we look at, you know, a lot of the insurance companies that we work with in the London market, this is the, I mean, most of them tend to have obviously US parent head offices. So we know that diversity and inclusion isn't limited to just a national scale, but it's actually global. And we look at the effects of, you know, the, uh, what happened with the, with the killing. I think it brought to light something that had been going on for so many years prior to the unfortunate event. I think, you know, the killing, you know, was kind of a point in time where the world was, you know, the world had stopped because we were in the middle of a pandemic um, and it kind of turned its attention to actually, you know, we could actually see that, you know, regardless of if this was an ethnic minority, a white male, female, whatever it may be, what happened was just wrong, regardless of who it was. But the mere fact that it happened, you know, with the underlying tensions, you know, that has been going on for many years around police brutality and inequality, um, I think that further kind of accelerated and acted as a catalyst for, you know, we need change and we need it now. And, you know, these aren't challenges that I believe ethnic minorities have endured just in the corporate environment. I think it's kind of been along the whole way, the whole journey from school to university. Um, and I think the corporate world is ideally where it's just, you know, that's the last stop in a person's journey. So it's just kind of like, you know, I've enjoyed it my whole life and it's in a different form within the corporate world, you know, in terms of micro gestures, et cetera. Certainly. Yeah, of course, it's something that's been spoke about for a long, long time, both in society and in the insurance profession and other professions around. But yeah, you can feel that it's certainly accelerated in the in the last 12 months. Ian, if we could bring you in, what kind of work is the CII doing to promote equality across the insurance profession and financial services in terms of ethnicity? Thanks. Yeah. So ultimately, as you know, the CII exists to improve public trust in insurance. And that then turns the whole thing on its head in terms of what our role is and what we can do to help drive trust. Fundamentally, we have to represent wider society in order to be able to understand, engage with and support the whole of society. So it's no good being non-representative, both in terms of who is in our profession or how we engage with wider society, we have to address that fundamental. So we've recently started revising what we previously saw as quite an internal D&I focus into more of an external EDI, so equality, diversity and inclusion, try and pull those things together in a more consistent, overall externally oriented strategy, pulling together quite a lot of things we've actually been doing a lot of for a long time, but trying to give it more clarity as to how members can get involved, how that creates more of a a standards and um, improvement agenda for the sector as a whole, rather than perhaps in, in some cases in the past, we've been more supportive rather than driving 
change. We want to try and choose some agendas that people can get behind and make a difference. But that doesn't stop us doing a lot of what we've always done to date, such as providing guidance. We've done a lot of literature that's aimed at both employers and employees. Some things as simple as inclusive language guidance, just helping people to understand how they can engage with, whether it's colleagues or customers in a more inclusive way, recognising unconscious biases, etc. So some of that sort of knowledge improvement and awareness side of things is good groundwork, and we're continuing to do all of that, but also trying to make sure we have a clear corporate agenda. So for example, we now require all corporate chartered firms, all holders of that status, to have an up-to-date DNI policy. And we're increasingly now going to be looking at how we can help them to ensure that not just having one, but that it drives some positive change. So working with firms to figure out how we join up that improved awareness and capability actually into better outcomes, both for their people and also for their for their customers. Uh, We've also got a huge amount of training on our corporate learning platform, everything from unconscious bias uh, through to some of the the, um, language I talked about earlier or uh, how to work within a multi-generational working environment, et cetera. That sort of stuff is is provided as training for corporates and for their their staff just to provide that basic awareness. And we're joining up a lot with uh, other groups. Obviously, ACLI, fantastic to to engage with you guys from a networking point of view and from raising awareness. And and there are lots of others that are increasingly collaborating to try and do things together rather than lots of different ways. So, for example, we're working with the Financial Services Skills Commission and the London Market Group and others to try and make sure that where each group is doing something in, in the general direction of EDNI, we're able to help each other and lift each other up to try and make sure that it has greater impact, sometimes just by sharing each other's content or advising each other, but certainly in terms of making sure the message gets through that this isn't something that's optional or uh, flavour of the month, but this is actually really core to the future of this profession as a whole, we believe. Completely, Ian. And obviously, equality in ethnicity is obviously one vital point of the work that the Chartered Insurance Institute does. Is there also specific work around other terms of DNI and characteristics in terms of kind of gender and age and disability as well? Absolutely, yes. We try to take an intersectional view on diversity as a whole. Uh, obviously, there are some intersections that are either further progressed or more mature or more in people's frame of of reference than others. So we have done a lot of work historically, for example, on gender. You may be aware of our Thought Leadership Initiative, Ensuring Women's Futures, which has been running for uh, just over three years now. But that's evolving into a wider umbrella under Ensuring Futures, now looking at uh, the ageing population as a key area. So having looked at gender, now taking a slightly different lens on some very common issues. And it's one of the fascinating things I find about this is, is usually intersections overlay each other there's not a sort of you don't change from one to another and go right now we're going to talk about ethnicity or tomorrow we're going to talk about gender we are all multi-intersections and so as you go into one you you cross over onto multiple others so the aging population for example we're going to still have a, a ethnicity lens within it and a gender lens within it but we're just going to take a practical application focus on right what does that mean as an employer of an aging workforce what does it mean for an insurance sector looking at how people might be working much later into life or uh, not having pensions in the same way etc cetera, etc cetera. within that that's also going to have 
very clearly different impacts on, for example, women who may not have had the same career histories as men or groups from different socioeconomic backgrounds that may not have had the same typical uh, linear path throughout a career, et cetera. So it's that overlay of intersections. And so one of the things that we're keen to try and do within our EDI strategy is reach out to our membership and the wider profession to make sure that we have got the right focus and the right balance on the different intersections. Which ones do people want to get more involved in driving in a different way? It's not down to us to suddenly decide, right, we're going to focus on this intersection next. Uh, we'll have views and we'll see what we can do to help. We've got to be driven by and help support a, a groundswell of action, not top-down communication. Godwin, the ACIN has obviously done some excellent work alongside insurers for, for two years now, as you mentioned. What are some of the kind of practical positive changes that you kind of speak to insurers about, changes they can make internally in terms of their staff and their recruitment, for example, but also externally for customers as well? A hundred percent. I think although we recognize that, you know, the change is gradual, we are trying our best to, you know, work side by side with a lot of the companies that sponsor the ACIN um, and also other companies in the industry as well. We believe that this isn't a battle between us and them. It's how can we come together as a collective to achieve the same common goal? So, you know, one of the main things that we've been doing recently as a network is, you know, I'll start with the network side and move across to the recruitment arm of what we do. But with the network side, we believe a lot of this starts with um, education and, you know, we believe that the, that the DNI space is going to be in the educational phase for, for many more years to come. If we look at what the, when the ACI had released um, the Six Steps to Racial Inclusivity paper off the back of the George Floyd movement that happened last year, this was a practical paper that companies within the market could use to basically use as a roadmap to um, set up you know, relevant um, employee resource groups within their relevant organisations and also help um, tackle unconscious bias within the working environment. The paper was actually comprised of uh, 50 market London professionals who came from 20 different companies. Um, and, you know, it was, it was recommendations straight from their mouth of, you know, what they believe organisations that some of them worked at could basically do to implement um, change and make the insurance sector a more inclusive destination for all. I think, you know, when I go back to what I mentioned a bit earlier on, Luke, around the recruitment side, we've been working very, very hard with um, organisations to bring in diverse talent. We know that diversity is in a compromise for talent. Um, it's just about how we open up the gates it's not about lowering the bar and you know the, the harsh reality that we've had to deal with is that a lot of diverse talents don't know about traditional recruitment hubs because you only tend to know about these kind of traditional recruitment companies when you're actually in the industry so we've conducted careers fairs for the last two years which has seen us go to over 20 plus different universities you know we've a master's student network of over 2,000 now um, and all those students in our networks you know we've tried we work very very hard with them to upskill them you know give them insights into insurance Pre-COVID, we'll bring them obviously into the city where they could do shadowing at the lawyers of London, brokers and underwriters, and you know, get to all the lawyers of London and just get a feel for what that kind of environment is like. Um, obviously, during the pandemic, we had to move that um, virtually. But, um, you know, we've worked very hard to upskill a lot of our talent. And through that, organisations are actually using the ACIN now as a recruitment agency to obtain diverse talent. We've been doing some of the graduate schemes in the market, as well as entry-level roles. Today, we've placed over 30 candidates into the industry. So I think to kind of highlight everything we're doing, we all know that whatever gets measured, you know, it gets done. So it's the best that, you know, when we look at the statistics that 
we've been we've seen you know seven percent of the UK's insurance workforce coming from that black minority and ethnic background, um, and only two percent of that coming from a black background is heavily disproportionate with you know how multicultural London actually is as a as a as a city. So next year, Luke, we don't want to be saying the same statistics. We want that to obviously go up. So for us, we want to measure you know our progress along the way, but working hand in hand and side by side with our corporate sponsors. And I think a lot of our corporate sponsors and other companies within the industry have you know recognized the need for it now and you know they are starting to you know use us um to to do things like recruitment pairing up with us on careers fairs you know cii has been heavily involved with a lot of the careers fairs that we do um, as well so it's been this i think i think the change is starting to happen slowly but surely Excellent, Goblin. That's, that's great to hear how much kind of proactive work is is being done by the ACIN and, uh, alongside insurers, and and also to hear that it's actually getting results in real life in terms of people actually kind of taking these positions and it making a, a real difference. That's fantastic, Ian. Can you give us kind of any details of, uh, around CII guidance and some of the kind of practical positive changes that that CII work um, suggests to to insurers and financial services professionals? Yeah, absolutely. Like I said, there's there's a, a certain amount of general guidance on the CII website. So if you go to ci.co.uk forward slash EDI, Equality, Diversity and Inclusion, there's a, a range of different guidance documents, some of which are for individuals, many of which are for firms to try and figure out how they can make a positive change. And I'd really echo what Godwin just said about what gets measured gets done. I think one of the biggest things we can do as a professional body is help make the change towards tracking more data and publishing it in a way that helps firms see where they are on a journey. So at the moment, there's relatively little data either gathered on employees or certain on customers and, and thinking about our impact on to see where the gap is. Uh, so a, a little while ago, the government was consulting, for example, on ethnicity pay gap reporting. That's been paused for a little while, but until a significant push is put in place for firms to start gathering this sort of data. It's going to be very hard to be able to measure the change. So we all we all know that there is change needed, but it's very hard to be able to prioritise, okay, which companies, in what areas does that need to change until we have that evidence base. And we certainly know that from the gender pay gap reporting, it made it extremely clear which firms needed to focus on on doing what. And we need to have the same approach, certainly on ethnicity is just, you know, we just need to get on and do it. We've done some research on that ourselves and it's not easy, but we know we have to do it. So let's just try and find a way of getting on with it. Another really practical solution is um, we produce something called the Inclusive Customer Pledge, which is also on that DNI link that I mentioned earlier, uh, which is for firms to sign up to a really simple set of principles, not rules-based, not something we're going to come and audit, but a sense of set of principles that businesses can take about how they think about the their individual customers' needs and whether, for example, their whether it's ethnicity, gender, age, etc., might be a factor they have to consider in terms of the advice they give, the products that are recommended or designed around those needs. So making sure that we are starting with inclusive at what we do as businesses, not just how we behave as employers. And that's something that we'd encourage any firm to consider signing up to. Fantastic. Thank you, Ian. Godwin, so obviously, you know, time seems to be flying past at an incredible rate. Um, it's June already, but what is the ACIN planning for the rest of 2021? 
Yeah, no, I think, you know, as you said, Luke, time is flying by. And, you know, it's every 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 month is busy for us, being brutally honest. But, you know, we want to camp, carry on championing the message. We, the whole thing that happened with George Floyd isn't just a movement, isn't just a buzzword, it isn't just seasonal. You know, this is, we want to make real life tangible change. Um, and, you know, we're going to be very, very busy with the career fairs again, you know, coming up this year. Um, hopefully, maybe in person, kind of, you know, start liaising with students again. Um, another thing that we've been doing and we're going to carry on doing is obviously the, the the consistent recruitment for some of the graduate schemes and the entry-level roles that we're working on within the industry and, you know, hosting networking events for people that are part of the network um, and as well as, you know, conducting um, research and study and carrying on to educate the market um, as we go along as well. Excellent. And Godwin, you mentioned earlier the uh, Six Steps to Racial Inclusivity report, which you published. Can you direct listeners to where they could find that and, and further resources and also how other insurance professionals can get involved with the ACIN? No, 100%, Luke. So, I mean, if you go onto the ACIN website, um, www.dacin.co.uk and click on our research and study tab, we've actually got um, the Six Steps to Racial Inclusivity paper there, as well as another paper we released in Black History Month last year, which was celebrating, you know, Black success and showcasing some of the prominent figures that the lawyers of London market has been involved in insuring um, as well. And, you know, like I mentioned to you earlier on, Luke, this isn't a network where it's them versus us or us versus them. It's a network which, you know, wants every everybody to come on board and help change a narrative which has needed to be changed for so many years. So if people would love to get involved, I mean, yeah, feel free to go onto the ASIN website and, you know, sign up and become a member. Um, you know, we, we send around regular communications whenever we're having careers fairs, et cetera. And when we're looking for, for volunteers and, you know, if you've got some time, you know, a, a spare hour or two in your day, depending on where the careers fair is, you know, we'd love to have you come and talk to students about your um, own individual careers within the industry and, 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 you know, how they can also embark on that same journey as well. Excellent. It's great to hear how much um, activity is going on and hopefully a lot of these events will begin to be kind of face-to-face as we as we move out of kind of social restrictions as well, which is, is great crossed. to hear. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. And Ian, any kind of final words from you or where you direct listeners to to find out more about the CII's work with equality and, and DNI? Yeah, just a repeat, uh, most of our guidance is under our cio.co.uk forward slash EDI area. So there's, uh, let's say, some reports and guidance there. For firms in particular, if you don't already have a learning platform with training materials for staff on it, there's a whole section within our assess learning platform all around EDI for staff. So I'd certainly encourage firms to consider that. But yeah, it, I think uh, ongoing communication, both as membership uh, within a professional body and as employers, thinking about the inclusive customer agenda is the way forward. Fantastic. Thank you, Ian. And thank you, Godwin, um, for both joining us today on CII Radio. It's um, an incredibly important subject. Uh, It's fantastic to hear about so much positive action around equality, diversity and inclusion. And we definitely encourage all our listeners to to get involved where they can and and go and find out more. So thank you both for for joining us today on CII Radio. Cheers. Thank you. Thanks. And thank you for listening. If you'd like to find out more, you can visit thejournal.cii.co.uk forward slash podcasts. You can also follow us on Twitter at at CII Group. So until next time, thank you for listening to CII Radio and goodbye. 